I wish to acknowledge the Wajak people and the Iwabakal peoples, the traditional custodians of the land on which we both stand today. We pay our respects to their elders past and present, and we extend that respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Welcome to the first episode of Powerhouse, the podcast. My name's Shay and I am so excited to be recording my very first episode and with me today I could think of no one better than one of my very good friends, Ashley. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello, hello. Hello, So excited to be here. Thank God we are finally here. Thank God we're finally here. Just um, a few 42 minutes of technical depth through <laughs> before we recorded this first episode. Um, I'm just a quarter of the way through my first glass of wine for Wednesday afternoon. Three hour time difference. So thank you so much for staying up on uh, a midweek night, Ash, to get this first episode recorded. Um, we are guess, we were overdue anyway, so I'm happy yeah, to wait overdue. the extra 42 minutes. Thanks. And I did say to you before we um, started that it was actually so good to see your face because we've been separated for nearly 14 months. I've not seen any of my friends or yeah. family and I will soon be back in Newcastle, but we've spoken, but I've actually just like physically not seen your face. So it was actually just so good to even see you because it feels like it's been forever. Yeah, I feel like we just rant on the phone. Like, I don't know. I use it's weird because when I'm on the phone to you, I'm using my hands and a lot of facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you can see it, even though the camera is not on. But now you can really see it. So I can definitely see it. I can definitely <laughs> see it. So before we kick things off, I wanted to just perhaps give a bit of context around the podcast, how we've come to be here. And exactly why Ashley is the first person to join me on Powerhouse. So it's something that I've been speaking about predominantly for the last two years, going back to this time two years ago, 2020, a lot of things were changing for a lot of people. A lot of things had changed in my life in the first couple of months of 2020, really before coronavirus had entered Australia. We were all you know, locked at home and just doing things really differently. Uh, Across that year of 2020, Ash and I stayed in touch on the phone, um, kind of supporting one another from afar because I was already over here in Perth. And unlike a lot of things that I do, I kept the idea for this podcast quite intimate and didn't share it with anyone. Ash was really the only person in my life that actually knew that I was really interested in starting a podcast because I felt like there were conversations that needed to be had, topics that needed to be spoken about, things that I wanted to share. And I really wanted to get Ash on this week because she's really the person that has kick-started me into starting this podcast and on this new journey. Um, It's been a long while coming, but actually really getting us to this point of doing a first episode really has happened in the last six 
five or six dates yeah, because I've been absolutely. speaking about it for so long. And we spoke on Saturday for the last time. And I said to you, okay, I just, I just need to finally do it. And it just needs to happen. Look, so glad you did it. Um, I have had absolutely nothing to do with that process. You've brought it up all on your own. I'm like, just wish you would do it. I remember messaging you like maybe two weeks ago saying, have you bought the podcast set? Have you done it? Have you done it? Have you done it? And all of a sudden you had done it. Yes. But I'm not here ready to use today. I'm so here for it. I feel like, yeah, 2020 was, you know, the catalyst year for, for nearly everyone, including myself. But I don't think you can use that as an excuse at all. Like I remember you called me, I think it was 2019. I remember where I was. I was in Edgecliff, like Aldi trying to buy some shitty two-minute meal and you called me to say you're just thrown in your job and you didn't have another job to go to and you know low-key I was panicking for you but you were so calm and you were completely at peace with that decision so I feel like this is where it really started for you going back a couple of steps I guess yeah into 2019 when I was going through a pretty rough time um yeah the roughest time in everything I've been through in my life and I think that's something that you know will probably come to unfold in the weeks ahead for those who know me for those who perhaps don't know me as well um to go back through those steps but I feel like a lot of things that I want to share on this podcast and the things we want to speak about really tie, tie back to that so I appreciate you bringing that up but I also appreciate you saying how you had that faith in me and you just you know, I was calm because you just knew that whatever was to come, you know, I'd get through it. Yeah, I think you knew that. And to me, when listening to that conversation, I was a bit like, you know, if I was honest, I was in a bit of a messy space myself, but I had a lot of fear of the unknown and you were the complete juxtaposition where you just had no fear of the unknown. You may have, um, but from where I was sitting, you actually made me think like, you know what, I'm going to be okay no matter where I land. But you were, it's like you already you knew that well and truly before I ever did. You know what? I think fear of the unknown is something that I've had to go through a lot of in my life and it probably goes back a lot to when I was younger. But you just always have to have that trust that you end up where you're supposed to be and that's something yeah. that, it's one of the only things that you really truly have in life is your own faith. And no matter what people really believe in, what your religion is or what your political stance is, whom you believe in, what you like, what you don't like, um, I think one of the strongest things you have is your own personal faith and your trust in that just things will be fine. And I'm so glad, I guess, that I instilled that in you. One of the most annoying things uh, my mum will say about me and she'll probably come all up a lot as we go through the next few weeks or months of this podcast is that I just always say you know what I'll just figure it out like just don't worry about it I'll just figure it out you just figure it like out I feel like it takes a lot of work to get to that mindset though so I feel like that's something that you need to dive, dive deeper into because yeah. I just don't think you can like wake up one day like yeah obviously it would be fantastic if everyone could wake up one day and be like I'm gonna be fine but reality is you need to have a pretty strong sense of yourself and you know strong sense of awareness to get to that point I feel like I'm there now um but that that's that takes work that that's a there's a method to that madness and I would 
love for you to really dive deep on that in the weeks to come because Absolutely. that needs to be shared. I think that is such a core. When we spoke, I spoke to you about wanting to start a podcast and I was speaking about it, like I said, for two years. That's probably really at the core of the initial why I wanted to start it was to share that journey of mine and how I did come to that point. But I suppose that really defines, Ash, for me, how you you define what a powerhouse is. Yeah. That's how do you define you. powerhouse? I define powerhouse as someone who's really strong and has a lot of energy. And how I came to know the definition or description of powerhouse was through actually a couple of good friends of mine who I used to work with in 2018, going back another year. And um, they'd never met me before, but we were working on a, a, a brand new hotel opening project together. And this um, person who I, I didn't know at the time, but has since become a really good friend of mine was like, you are such a powerhouse, Jay Anderson. And I was like, thank you. I think that's a compliment. I've never even thought of myself in that way before. But yeah, I suppose in the true definition, and when you look it up in the dictionary, it says, you know, something of great source and energy. But the way you described it then was like being able to like land on your feet, always have that faith, have that strength in your inner knowing that everything will be okay. That's how I would define being a powerhouse is just continuing on forward, marching on forward, pushing on, getting on with it, not letting shit drag you down. Absolutely. I, you know, when, when I think about it, I love that energy, but I love the idea of it being an infectious energy. So it's what you bring to a room. I think there's a quote out there, something like you create the energy or that, that you bring to the room. So there is a, definitely a better way of wording that, but that's how I look at it. And I feel like there's a lot of work that goes into being that energy, but I feel like at its core, it's like knowing who you are and, and who you actually want to be and being committed and consistent to what makes you you regardless of, of what anybody else thinks and you you can feel that and you can see that in people when you meet them so to me like that's that's somebody who embodies powerhouse so to powerhouse. Speak. and I love that you say that because I feel like that's the journey that you've been on since 2018 2019 like remember when we used to we both lived in Sydney at the same time in 2019 yes. we already knew each other we were already friends but I was going through such a tumultuous time where I was really inverted I wasn't going out I really wasn't outgoing I wasn't my extroverted self I wasn't being that powerhouse version of myself and you always be like come on you have to come out with us we're doing such fun things I'm going on dates with all these really cool people I'm getting out there I'm meeting people in the Sydney scene like I'm living this vibe of my life and I feel like deep down like to talk really honestly that you were doing all those really great things, Ash, but actually you were not living true to the person that you really were. And now no. we've already spoken about this across, the, you know, over the weekend and then even this morning across the last couple of days as, as we've been chatting is that you've actually come like in this full circle journey where now you are really living that true version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. So what happened to me? I was in, it was probably when I'm in, when did I move to Sydney? It was probably 2018. Twenty seventeen, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I had, it was just like a snap decision. It was really strange. Like I'm such a family orientated person, like in Newcastle through and through, like there's no greater city in the world to me, but I was in quite, um, I was in a job that was quite uh, like in a male dominated job. So 
um, there was a lot, a lot of opportunities for females in Newcastle. And, and at that time, I was the only female in that role. So I was given the opportunity to move to Sydney and become one of many. Uh, I took it. Um, I wanted something different. I was single. Nothing was kind of working for me back home. So obviously moved I know. to Sydney. I remember talking to you about it being like, there is yeah. life existing outside of Newcastle. Yeah, I know. And I found that really hard to believe. And I did everything I in my power to make it work back home. And yeah, like I had um, I had some really good friends and, you know, I had some wins and I had a great family, but I don't know, I just wasn't, I was so uncomfortable and you could see it. Like I was agitated, I was always exhausted for no reason, I wasn't my best self. So I just made a snap decision to go and you know what, when I was there, like in Sydney, I met some of my closest friends I had did. I pretty yeah I had um such a good job I found a lot of freedom um in being a female in Sydney I found it like all, all of a sudden all the girls were wearing colors in the corporate environment and they were you know they had a huge energy they had such massive aspirations like it's just so different to what I'd experienced at home so inspiring for you yeah but I just threw myself in and just did you know hung out with heaps different people went on dates with guys that I knew I was never gonna end up with but I just wanted that experience just to see you know what I might not be with this guy forever but I might understand or I might find something in this person that I like and or that I learned something new about myself in the process so I always did have dreams of you know Sydney was always super overwhelming for me but in saying that it was like the greatest thing that ever happened to me even though I might have seemed completely lost and completely off the rails I had the best time and it it, it did actually make me realize who I was I never thought you were off the rails I always knew that there was a part of you that just had to go through that and I could see for you that there was this person and this place you were going to end up in similar to how I could see for myself like 12 years ago 13 years ago when I upended my life and I was much younger I knew there was something ahead of me. I didn't really know what I was going towards, but I knew that there was going to be big things ahead of me. I just had to go through that path to get there. And I think it's really important that a lot of people in their life are able to embrace that in whatever form it is. It doesn't mean that you need to move away from the city or the town or the suburb or the country town that you live in. It just is about having those experiences no matter where you are. But I feel like even though you lived that and you loved it, you still weren't at that core essence, true being of yourself that I see now. And I say that because I feel like you're really living in truth now. You have what I would see as like a powerhouse mentality behind you is that you're truly embodying it. And like I said to you, when we got on this call at the start, I was like, oh my God, you look so good. (sighs) And like side side note, I can see Ash right now. Um, I've just come home from work, but Again, three-hour time difference. So Ash is finishing a glass of wine and is like nearly ready to head to bed. So partner went off to bed like 45 minutes ago and we were trying to work mm-hmm. out tech. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's not like you're fully dressed up and like ready to go out or anything like that, but you just have that energy value, which I think is amazing. But one thing oh, we really had in... Oh, my pleasure. One thing we really had in common that we shared a true bond over in 2020 and a lot of things that we spoke about was from a podcast of someone that we both really admire and really admired at the time she was really fresh to the scene and that's alexis and she goes by the name on instagram alexis fernandez 
and her podcast is called Do You Fucking Mind? Yeah, and legendary. so much that we spoke about, I remember being on walks here in Perth and we'd be on the phone, just down the phone at one another, being like, oh, my God, did you listen to Alexis's episode this week? It just speaks so much truth. Oh, yeah, and it was so um... – it was interesting because it was at that time when everyone went into lockdown. So everyone was like spending a lot of time by themselves. They weren't really, you know, occupied or distracted, so to speak. So I found that podcast, like I would set aside an hour. I think it was every Sunday she released a, a new one. Yeah, yeah. And I would go for a walk to my my spot out at Greenpoint and just digest and embody everything she was saying. But what she was talking about was like, just the core stuff like I can't even recall but just under like helping you process emotions and she was she's a neuroscientist now she was at uni at the time I think yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so she was relating the science of the brain to everyday situations and literally the science of your brain when you're going through a breakup or when you're breaking you know when you're trying something new or you're trying to create a new habit it actually told you the science behind it and how the system works it was super complex yet really simple stuff that just made I don't know to me it was just like you know it nothing has to be so hard like she just made it so simple simple but again for people like you and I who love to really get into things understand things know how it works like to understand from her perspective how it gets like the inner depths um, of your brain and how the neurons connect and work to create your ego or to drive you towards making a decision or why you put up with shitty people or shitty relationships and things like that and what does that all mean so shout out to Alexis because you were a big inspiration behind um me finally starting this podcast but really in the initial discussions of why I wanted to do it because we would listen to it and I would be like I love everything that she speaks about and I feel like I could do this too because the things that we speak about we just love so um, there's a bit of a record for you if you've not um heard of that podcast before again it's called do you fucking mind it's on Spotify and it's on the iTunes podcast list so I highly recommend going back to the very start um, of that catalog and those episodes and um, having a bit of a listen if you've not um, yeah. heard of it before if you're, if you're listening Alexis I did write to you on Instagram thanking you and you never responded so I think we both you did for that Bad girls like, you can yeah, thank us for where you are now. Harbor, if and you ever follow. wanted to reach still out. Still follow us. We, <laughs> it. we ship it. I do, yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. <laughs> so really, again, a big part of why I've got Ash on for the first episode of Powerhouse Podcast is because a lot of the things that we speak about in our everyday conversations really just takes on the topics that I want to ensure this podcast covers. I want to make sure that it's something for everyone. But essentially, you know, there's so much happening in the world at the moment. There is so much to talk about. I I truly just didn't even know where to begin because typical Shay fashion, I literally want to cover everything. You know, the world, politics. Um, I would love to be able to share some hilarious dating stories of mine and my friends just so people out there can get a feel of what women in their mid-30s are going through when they're dating. Friendships. Um, you know, even down to career. And I think that will form a big part of what we speak about now. Absolutely. Is what's happening in the world this week at this current time as we're recording this first episode. And, you know, that is really centred around women's equity, gender equality, closing the pay gap, 
ensuring that there is fair parental leave systems in place in Australia, how we do not yet have a fair gender equality system around things like personally for when you go through a loss um, of a pregnancy in its early stages. A lot of workplaces don't have a formal or informal um, counselling process or even a leave guideline for situations like that. Um, I'm on a gender equity committee in, in my workplace. So a lot of these topics are, are coming to the very forefront for me at the moment. Whilst I don't have children, I've not personally been through that before. I've spoken to a lot of friends and a lot of women who have been in a situation uh, where they've just truly felt like in their workplace, they've been treated unequal, as an unequal. And Ash, you came through in your early career working in a heavily male dominated industry. Yeah. And you know what? I'm, I'm in the similar position to what you are. Like I am, am childless, um, currently dogless. Um, soon to be changed. <laughs> Topic for another time. Soon to change. Soon to change. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was single up until what, a year ago. So, you know, all those hard hitting, you know, I, I found it hard enough being, you know, a, a woman in my position. But imagine if I had had children. Imagine if I had a family to run. Um, I just I couldn't comprehend it. So hats off to you, Shay, for, for being on the committee. How have you actually found being involved in that process, being in your, you know, situation where you are childless and you, and you don't have a partner, you don't really have those pressures that you are kind of almost representing on a day-to-day -day basis? No, I don't. But I think that makes my role even more important because whilst yeah. I don't speak from a position of experience, I speak from a position where... I want to be able to use my position to be able to advocate and speak on behalf of the women who maybe feel like they're not going to be heard because they're the ones in the position. Advocacy. I just feel yeah, so strongly absolutely. about advocating, 100%. Yes. And it doesn't mean, you know, I just think it means that we just need to speak up regardless of the position that we're in. Um, I just want to make sure that the conversations that we're having are going to push for change, drive for change, be able to see change come through. So. Yesterday was International Women's Day. Um, we're recording this a couple of days before it, the episode will drop. So right now there's a big conversation piece around females in the workplace and what's the true meaning of International Women's Day? What does that really mean? Um, and a big um, piece of the conversation that I've had with you, Ash, and a couple of other people dropped me articles last night as we were speaking about the day around it being labelled like this pink cupcake day <laughs> is that all the women are gathered into a lunchroom. You've got a little lunch spread put on. It's actually the women in the office who organised it. The males come in. They're at the front of the room. They congratulate you on doing a good job. Then they leave. And then it's left to the women to clean it up again. Yeah. And how's about that article that <laughs> you sent to me, how they yeah. – corporations that turn over millions every year or profit millions they still try to bring in these female speakers who are professional speakers um, or accomplished women, women and they still expect them not to pay them for speaking. free so the headline yeah. of the article um i will drop it in the show notes of this episode so you can read it it's by someone whom i really admire her name's dr kristen Kirsten ferguson sorry so she sits on a lot of boards. If you follow her, I follow her on LinkedIn. 
Um, I find a lot of her content really inspiring. She writes for the Sydney Morning Herald in this particular article. Um, and every week in her column in the Sydney Morning Herald, she talks about workplace career and leadership. And it's called Have You Got a Minute? So this week, the questions were relating to specifically International Women's Day and the company that's companies that are celebrating without change. And as Ash just mentioned, having an expectation that women or men will speak at an event for free on a day that's really supposed to be about a clear gender pay gap, about flexibility in the workplace, um, around how there virtually are no women in leadership positions, but we're asking them to take a position essentially for free. Yeah, it's contradicting itself. It's highly contradicting. How many men do you think that are in the world asked to step up and speak on a panel for free? So um, like I said, I'll drop that um, article in the show notes so you can have a read through it. Um, I would love to hear from you um, on my new social media page at Powerhouse the Podcast around what your thoughts are around International Women's Day. I still think it has a really fantastic purpose. I think that there are still a lot of conversations to be had. And if the International Day of the Year once a year brings forward these topics of conversations that really should be happening every day, um, then, you know, all the more to it. But I just thought it was so interesting this year that the dialogue I felt had really shifted around what the day truly meant. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm starting to think it was a bit like a like what I've seen a lot on Instagram was, you know, the hashtag break the bias, but it looked like a photo op and probably nothing like it, it, it is a good way. I've seen a lot of like companies taking their girls to like race days and, you know, sipping on champagne and doing all this kind of stuff. But that's not the issue. Like that's not that's not the issue that's at hand. And I feel like it's almost turning as if like it's turning into a public holiday for females rather than just addressing yeah. the issues at hand. That's Correct. very controversial to say, no, like very no. controversial. No, but you know what? I've had this thought for a really long time and some people may disagree. Again, I would love to hear your thoughts on it, but I know for a number of years, like Triple J has done um, women at the front. So on International okay. Women's Day, all of the Triple J for the whole day, so staying in the mornings, it used to be like um, Matt and Alex, Tom and Alex, and it was like men. Instead, they would put the women at the front and let the women take the morning show and, like, run that. And I kind of think, right. yeah, that's nice, putting women at the front, but what are the guys doing? You're just giving them a day off? Yeah. Like, I know the women have yeah. been given the opportunity. What are the guys doing at the same time? So I think the idea was there, but in my mind, I could just never really wrap my head around it. Kind of yeah. always just felt like it, the intent was good, but perhaps the real cut through and breaking that bias, the messaging was was kind of lost. Yeah, I work for a pretty good company now. My boss is a female, her boss is a female, and her boss is a female. But yeah. what we did for International Women's Day, one of our CEOs yeah, is a female that. as well. So they did a bit of an interview and um, to, to some of those leaders, and it's like, what does it mean to? What does today mean to you? It was more. It was actually more personal what what that day meant to them. So our CEO got up and she's like, it's actually, oh, just to summarise it quite quickly, it was quite a long video, but the example she's setting for the women around her, um, just showing them what is achievable. So, and what is, what, if you work hard, you can do it, but can do it. it doesn't really address like, mm. I'm also seeing a lot of um, articles around the pay gap. So I don't think we're actually quite where we need to be nationally. No, we're not. 
No, no we're not. And a friend of mine brought up to me today, um, I guess it might be the last thing we'll stay on this topic for now, but, you know, plenty more conversation to come on it. I see how women essentially take a year off after they have a child, give or take, depending on your situation. If you're lucky enough to take a year off, depending on yeah. your individual situation, um, you feel like you plan a year, but you have to rush back to work because you're in the yeah. midst of a prime career building time. You don't want to lose your yeah. place in that hierarchy. You don't want to be forgotten about. You want to be able to have children. That's something that, you know, is really important to you. You would like to adopt a child. You'd like to foster. However, however you decide to start a family. Um, yeah. But then you feel rushed back to work because you feel like your position could be taken. And because that's really not helpful, you feel like you're missing out on those core career years and you don't want to be held back by that. I don't know if you and I are going to have the answer. It's probably a bit of a rhetorical question. But that's something no. I come back to. And that's where we say that I think the real push behind true change is only just starting it's almost become mental I think I had a conversation with you about it on Saturday with you saying I'm already preparing for my time out of the workforce should I need to have it Mm -hmm. by way of trying to contribute to the household by doing other things in advance so absolutely I was like I don't understand why I'm like pressuring yourself that way yeah, because my yeah. body's probably going to go through the most traumatic time of its life, and it's my I shouldn't be just worried about healing rather than contributing um, or you know safeguarding my position at the company. It's ridiculous. So what I was even thinking that way. I know, but it's the things that we go through. So I yeah. hope this topic of conversation is is you know starts those wheels turning for for some people. Um, perhaps it's something that you're heavily involved in your workplace or it's a topic of conversation in your home already. Um, would love to hear more from you on that. Drop me a note with your thoughts. If you're having similar or different conversations, I would love to hear different perspectives. But I guess just finally tonight on that topic to really honour um, the position that all people play in the workplace, but especially women. I feel like it's not just yesterday, but it's it's every day that we come to work, we show up, we do our best, we work hard, we sort our lives at home but men I'm I'm here you know men do exactly the same we we all I feel like the people that I know people that I work with we all work really hard yeah but it's just making sure that conversation continues past yesterday and we are really working to change biases that exist it's really important so on that note I guess something that I I wanted to touch on with you is talking about past experiences and my past experiences around the mental health aspects of things that I've been through and the processing of the traumas of things that I have been through in the past to me most recently and, and most relevant have all been workplace related. So it's probably a really, a really good segue in that regard. Um, a really difficult situation that I went through where I was bullied, um, harassed, uh, just not treated very well in a particular workplace setting which left me with a lot of residual feeling that was really hard to overcome and we were speaking earlier today actually just by text um, earlier this morning about what that means for us as people um, as humans and when does the healing truly end does healing ever end or do things Are we going to be can... triggered for the rest of our lives? Are we going to be triggered for the rest of our lives? Tavia, so did you find that it? the issues at work, were they a trigger for you or was that a, like a new experience that you were 
trying to navigate your way throughout? Um, I think what it came down to was that I had a lot of a lot of build up anxiety from over the years that I really hadn't properly been addressing that was really more underlying. It wasn't like it had come to the forefront and hit me like in the ways that it did in the end and what I had to overcome. But it would slowly build up over the years, you know, and I'd just been pushing it back down, pushing it back down and just pushing on, being that powerhouse that I was. Just keep pushing forward, you know, it, it, it'll go away. And I ignored it and it came back, I guess. I don't like to say it came back to buy me, but it, it, it really came back did with a come around. It came back with a real vengeance and that resulted in, like you mentioned before, I ended up resigning from my role and took a planned three months. I ended up taking six months off work because of COVID story for another time but I feel like there are some things that continue to this day to come back and revisit me in my memory certain things pop up I see a certain car or the Mm. name of someone comes forward and I'm like oh god like that makes me feel particularly unwell do you what does it do to you in that moment does the anxiety come back or do you change somewhat personality does your tone change does your face drop heart rate speed up what actually happens when you are triggered now I've worked really hard to be able to overcome that um, I actually don't have any psychological physical um, or emotional response now um, because I've spent two years if you'd seen the post I shared on Instagram this week um, on the new social media that I've started for this podcast was really starting to tell that story and then I spent two years working with medical and psychological professionals as well as doing a lot of my own self-work to be able to get to a point where I'm no longer physically, emotionally uh, triggered. So for me, it really is just acknowledging that thought and feeling and then letting it pass through me is something that I really have worked on. Um, again, with spiritual healers and things like that that I have engaged with across the last couple of years, acknowledging that it's there, acknowledging that it's a thought and a moment in time, but moving past it and letting it flow through me. It's a really good question though because it is it's a hard one to answer because I mean that that does sound very profound so to speak um and you've done a lot of work but when you are I'm trying to I'm sorry for backtracking again but when you are triggered in that moment is it because of so it's a a car that you associate with somebody and that comes back to someone's behavior being say the bully so to speak so Mm -hmm. is that is that the process behind it it is, yeah. So I re- I think I would say that there's a moment of initial shock, like I freak out a tiny yep. bit, but yep. I have to stop. And what I've had to practice and learn, and for anyone out there who's listening who's been through something or is going through something and really wants, I guess, some help to work through it, I'm not a medical professional. So please seek your own professional medical opinion on what will work for you and what is best for you. But I really stop and have had to practice the pause and deep, deep breathing. So one thing my psychologist has taught me is to practice deep breathing every moment of the day, not just in those moments where I need it. That's super interesting. I've actually never heard that before. You've never heard that before. I'm not thinking about it. No. Oh, amazing technique and when you first suggested it to me I didn't think it was something I was ever going to be able to do because I'm moving always 100 miles an hour there's always something happening I've been like it my whole life yeah we're ever going to be able to truly breathe properly and that was one thing I realized when I didn't work for six months I actually said to some people I have just figured out 
that I've never breathed properly in my whole life. Even though you have to breathe every second of the day, you've never done it properly in your entire life. That's incredible. <sighs> Taking a deep breath right now. I realise I've never... <laughs> properly taken a proper breath in my life there were short quick breaths but there was never really deep soulful ones ever so in talking about this today I know that there are things that can, can come up for people from time to time that perhaps weren't great experiences in your past and like I said everyone works through and goes through different things but we spoke about something this morning that I think it can really hit you in ways that you don't really expect and then the shock value of that and how it makes you feel and it really takes you by surprise so I know in your instance it was something that was really what we would count as a long time ago I received an unexpected message from someone you know from my past who I don't share any common ground with and and this person is truly aware of that fact however the message itself insinuated we had some sort of rapport which perplexed me and yeah, you could call it a trigger. Maybe a more naive me may have experienced an adverse reaction initially. And, and look, I may have had every right to respond accordingly. However, on this occasion, I knew the message actually had nothing to do with me and, and everything to do with them. I think that's a really, really good point. That That could be the reason. I know that my life is not like I'm in a different, completely different lane. So such a solid piece of advice and comment and something I didn't even touch on because mine was so personal to me yours obviously involves someone else but having the ability to be mature and having that retrospective thought to go you know what this has nothing to do with me I'm not even going to make it about me right now because that's only going to hurt me more I'm so proud of you because that's not easy to do again like you said to me before at the very start is that there's things that you do that actually don't come easy to a lot of people. That is something that is is hard to do and it doesn't come easy. It's to be able to stop and go, you know what, this actually doesn't need to affect me right now, to have the maturity yeah. to be like, I'm not going to let this hurt me like it used to before. Yeah, you raged. You've got every right to rage because of that situation. It's very particular to yourself. But to be able to just take yeah. a step back and go, you know what, doing this, I'm not engaging in that behaviour. I'm not letting yep. it drag me down because it dragged me down for long enough. It's like 10 years ago. I'm in a really good place right now, physically, yep. mentally, emotionally, et cetera. Like why should I let it bother me anymore? So well done to you. Kudos to you because two Thank years you. ago, it could have been a different story. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What helped me come to that realisation is I know who I am and I know the life that I lead and I know like I am completely at peace with, with where I am where I'm at where I'm going so for me to to lower myself back into that mind frame and entertain those thoughts and actions that's that's doesn't align with who I am at all so the answer it's amazing it's only doing a disservice to yourself yeah absolutely really well You're done just taking yourself so proud back of you and I said that to you I say to you often is that I'm so proud of the journey that you've been on and I sometimes hate using that word but I think just even that really solidifies that for me is that you something that normally would have really hurt you before really bothered you just didn't bother you as much yesterday so I think that's amazing especially in everything that's going on in the world it's not hard for people like us to be really just taken down by something that can just come so unexpectedly thank you for being vulnerable it's not easy to do 
and for having the guts to step up with me today and share a story like that and have a bit of an open chat with me. I couldn't have thought of a better person to draw me out of my shell. I was a little bit nervous at the start, getting nah. getting things going, but um, absolutely the perfect person um, to join me. And I know you'll be back again. Um, I can't see you going very far. We have got so much more to talk about, Ash, as we do every day. Everyone, thank you so much for listening this far on powerhouse the podcast episode one i cannot wait um, to do this thank you ashley it's been the best i cannot wait to do this all over again now i'm just like so motivated so behind it as i mentioned a couple of things we've spoken about throughout the episode i'll put in what we call the show notes in podcast land um especially you know those alexis podcasts and dr kirsten ferguson her article on sydney morning herald from yesterday and if anything we've spoken about today has brought up any difficult emotional residual feelings for you and you feel like perhaps something is just not quite right in your world are you being contacted by someone that it could be considered a form of harassment I consider you to reach out for help to people that are close to you for professional help if that's what you need. I've been there. It changed my life. I really encourage you to do the same. Yeah, thank you so much. And everyone have an amazing day, night, morning as to whenever you're listening to this podcast. Enjoy one for me this weekend. Thanks for coming to Cocktail Hour. Thanks, Shay. Bye.